When you think about business competition, where are you focused? Your town, your state, across the country? You need to be concerned with competitors around the world. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Today, you'll hear about the mega trends in global business and how they affect your organization, as well as explore issues, solutions, and some amazing facts about business worldwide. Now, here is your host, Mahesh Joshi. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Uh, we have a very important and very intriguing and interesting subject today to discuss. I have an author of a book. This is his second academic book. Uh, and he's going to talk to us about disruptive technologies, how uh, there are emerging trends appearing for the global business. Now, we all know that uh, there is an emerging digital ecosystem, uh, there is a blockchain cryptocurrency. Uh, we are all talking about artificial intelligence, machine learning, virtual reality, and augmented reality becoming reality now. Impact of pandemic, a lot of things being done with the use of technology. <clears throat> Internet of Things is upon us. 3D printing is growing. Finance has moved to fintech. There is decentralized autonomous organizations which are making things happen. Now, there are new social networking, networking platforms which people use to connect to each other across the globe. Now, that calls for a, a different way of uh, global human resource management and also creates a major issue. How do you ensure security of data? And also, how do you analyze the data which is being generated in volumes right now? So these technologies are enabling few things, but also creating few issues which are uh, worth considering and easy to take care of. Not so easy, but uh, definitely they are visible. <laughs> Most of them, data security and how do you use data analysis to do the right things. <clears throat> now, with these disruptive technologies which have come into play, <clears throat> these all the emerging trends in, in the global business, let's look at few things, how they're going to impact the society. Well, the question could be, can fintech, which has become so popular now, can it circumvent the capital markets, which were available only to uh, the people who could afford it or had uh, money, had riches, and help the bottom 50% of the world? Can it help to lift the very poor? And how about digital resilience, cybersecurity, digital literacy, to use it properly and uh, use it securely, you know? And how does cybersecurity align with energy sector? Very important factor in life. Energy is very important for everybody. Now, <clears throat> what about cybersecurity of whatever we are doing? Because everything is happening right now in cyberspace and all our data information is on cloud. And how to manage the disinformation or rather uh, avoid or uh, uh, protect against information manipulation. Now, well, a lot of things are happening. There has been declaration on freedom of internet. It has been signed by 50 countries, including the United States of America. Now, I have with me Dr. Sridharan, who is a prolific author. He has written seven books. And his second book on, on academics, uh, the newest book is called Disruptive Technologies, Emerging Trends in Global Business. Dr. Sridharan is an author and an academician. He has published seven books. Three are fiction, two academic, and two self-help books. Dr. Sridharan is an engineer by profession, or rather professional training. He practiced it for quite a while. Then I did his first master's, MBA in international business, and his second master's is in banking finance. 
He also did research and he holds a PhD in management. After almost three decades of corporate experience, he moved to academics to share his learnings and do research. Hi, Dr. Sridharan. Uh, hi, hi, Mahesh. Uh, Dr. Sridharan, I'm pretty intrigued by your new book, uh, A Fantastic Effort. Uh, there are a lot of trends coming up in global business. Some of them are geopolitical, some are coming from social movements, but uh, your book uh, has hit on a very important subject that uh, what are the emerging trends in global business caused by the disruptive technologies? And, and it's, it's such, such a right time to discuss about it because technological innovations have been happening uh, for quite a while but the recent ones have been fast and furious. And in the last few decades we have seen, and they're pretty disruptive. And, and they are changing the way one should look at global business. Uh, it is forcing to change <laughs> to look at how to do the global business. And uh, it is giving efficiency. It is giving at times uh, to you that kind of productivity, it is uh, giving you new ways of doing business. Uh, it is helping mankind to do something good for society. But at the same time, some of them have some negative connotations also. So very timely, I congratulate you for your book, uh, Disruptive Technologies, Emerging Trends in Global Business. I uh, would like you to share those elements uh, which are part of these dis disruptive technologies as you have worked your uh, research on. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, my sure, sure. Anyway, first of all, thank you very much for giving me the second opportunity to appear in your popular show. Okay. Last time I spoke to you some time back, it was soon after my release of a first book. The first book I talked about was titled as uh, International Business Operations. There, I basically uh, talked about uh, basic international business, no? the reason for international business, it benefits why people go for international business and various modes of entry the, uh, and your globalization, the special factors that are affecting international business, MNCs and FDI. It was basically um, more or less about international business in, in general. Then after that, what happened, I started reading a lot of articles on these em emerging technologies. No? Every day, uh, they used to read some interesting article or other about, the, uh, about these uh, new, new technologies that are emerging. And I also, I mean, I was very much curious to know some of the technologies are really impacting the global business in a bigger way because there's a revolution technology and it was changing the entire business model. See, so when I started reading all these articles, you know, that, I mean, uh, I became more and more interested. And some of the technologies, you know, that really outstanding. I thought that these are the technologies really going to create a lot of uh, 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 disturbance or a lot of, not disturbance, a lot of your, uh, I mean, go to change the entire model of doing global business in the coming days. These technologies I could identify were some of the technologies were, uh, first of all, starting with uh, the cloud-based cloud technology, the blockchain technology, the cryptocurrency, digital currency, artificial intelligence, machine learning, augmented reality, virtual reality, 3D printing, and internet of, internet of things and total of all that no ultimately the data analysis huh? the data analytics how the data can be used to uh, i mean i mean uh, further the interest of the business see when you read all that no 
all these things, what I said earlier, the cloud uh, technology, all that are put together, they can easily, they are really forming a, uh, a I mean, digital technological uh, ecosystem. Yeah, this digital economic, I mean, digital economic ecosystem. No, is going to impact every business somewhere or other. Nowadays, what is happening? You see, almost everybody is going to online for doing some business or other. So, with the digital technology, I mean, I, I mean, reach of the business has increased. The cost of doing business has increased. I mean, has come down. And uh, and through the medium, no, the companies always can reach out to the wider area of people, and they can reach out to a lot, lot, I mean, lot of people. Okay. So, I thought that these technologies, no, are going to really, I mean, play a vital role in the coming days. And I thought that why not compile all this together for a people so we can get all this information in one place. Okay. Uh, see, uh, because these technologies are not working alone, they are integrated, they have their former ecosystem. Okay. And anybody is interested in the field, no, they can always understand uh, how these uh, ecosystems are going to impact the coming days, how the entire system is going to impact the uh, global business environment. I thought that it would be an interesting subject. I started collating all the information available. And also that I came across a lot of case studies. I started doing my research and collated all the information through a, from a book. Whereas I address nine areas, nine different technologies are nine areas where these technologies can really impact the global business. And together they, they form a digital ecosystem and the digital ecosystem, every company, whether a small company, big company or large company, medium-sized MSMEs, every company is going to be get impacted by this particular ecosystem. If the companies can use this ecosystem in a, in a optimum way, they can really do their business in a, in, a, in a very, very, very profitable manner, in a very, very cost-effective manner, and really in a very, very uh, flourishing manner. That was, that was the idea of compiling all these ideas together in the form of a book. Very nice. I think, I think that's a very good resource. So basically, uh, you have identified nine critical areas which are which are part of this uh, these disruptive technologies which <clears throat> one must be aware of how uh, they are impacting the global business and as you rightly said the most important being the emerging digital ecosystem because none of these will be operating on its own or in unison they will be relying on each other so that becomes an important backbone which supports all these technologies. And also you have spoken about in your book, but blockchain and cryptocurrencies, which is um, which has been in the news for quite a while now and uh, which has been uh, rattling the capital markets also for quite a while as a challenger. And uh, you do talk about, I see on uh, how artificial intelligence <coughs> is going to come into play. And while the artificial intelligence is coming into play, how the machine learning and you know, the behaviors of machine would impact uh, the building of artificial intelligence and how both of those, that knowledge collected, can be used in virtual reality and augmented reality to get that converted into efficiency and productivity. And uh, 
the conventional shop shop floor looks like uh, your your book is indicating will get disrupted with the connectivity given through internet of things and uh, the 3d printing may change the processes of manufacturing a lot of components items and god knows in future full product out of it and definitely uh, to do uh, the business using all these technologies uh, you hit a very good point on finance that without finance is not possible to run any business whether local or global so the innovation and disruption there with fintech would be a part of it with decentralized organizations and how people will connect as you rightly said um the 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 customers the suppliers buyers the whole ecosystem is connecting on various platforms and uh, one of them is the social social networking platform which no doubt give us connectivity no doubt they connect the whole world they cross the state nation boundaries but this has its own uh, what you call uh, societal impacts also in terms of distraction and uh, ultimately to make all of this work there will be management of human resources which has to be now not managed locally it will be across the boundaries of nations states we across the boundaries of continent people can work from anywhere and how do you use the new uh, technological methods to manage your human resources and we all learned during the covid crisis how the society managed without being at one location or in one room to make a decision the virtual reality and uh, all of those uh, the concepts which came into practice suddenly because the environment pushed for it because there was no other way out so people immediately adapted so the adaptive adaptation rate became very high but overall what i i like in your book is uh, you have also covered beyond all of this what is making ha- uh, it happen uh, those disruptive technologies uh, in in the global business that what could be the possible issues is is data security because now we are so data driven yeah it, it's so important uh to have your data secure because that has become kind of an asset for any business and a lot of businesses have been created out of those data and those probably are literally now what we used to call some of the technologies and innovations as it <clears throat> data has become that important and uh, while data is so important security is important so now comes the time that how to use this data so i like your chapter about data analytics because uh, you have to um, to tread between a very difficult line here with social networking platform source of information where it's coming from and then uh, uh, maintaining data security what is truth what is fact or what is being projected as truth so so those are 
uh, important part of data analytics to get the facts out and, and get the facts communicated through most reliable channels. So it looks like it is a very, very interesting read, uh, the whole book for, for everybody. It's not only for academics. But what we will do is, uh, Sridhar, we are coming to the end of our first segment. We will take a short break. Uh, let's go into some of those major disruptions which are coming, and we will address them uh, in the next segment. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And I have with me uh, Dr. Sridharan, author of the book, Disruptive Technologies and Emerging Trends in the Global Business, How Disruptive Technologies Are Impacting uh, the Global Business or How We Are Seeing the Trends for These Emerging uh, uh, Disruptive Technologies We Are Impacting the Global Business. In the first segment, uh, we, we discussed with uh, Dr. Sridharan what are these disruptive technologies. Now, uh, Dr. Sridharan, how about uh, if you can share with us, what are the top three to five technologies which you see would have major impact in near future and in long term too? Yeah, yeah. See, uh, I see out of all this, no, the starting point is your cloud-based technology because all this ecosystem emerged because the cloud-based technology. When the, the COVID, uh, COVID uh, thing uh, hit the entire world, it was only because of cloud-based technology, people could easily work from home, okay? The work from home was enabled because of the cloud-based technology. So what has happened is reduce the cost of doing business, cost of storing data, also the better data management has, uh, I mean, it has given to the people because the cloud technology always managed by the professionals, okay? So there's no, I mean, the companies, uh, that part of the, the thing, because the data storage, you know, that's one of the biggest um, uh, sensitive area. Now they could uh, give it, uh, leave it to the uh, experts and professionals who can do a manage the better, uh, in a better way, in a very, very cost-effective way. Also the cloud technology, what, are, what has happened? has given the wider accessibility. Whatever, wherever you go, you don't want to carry your hard disk, you don't want to carry your uh, pen drive, I mean, you don't want to take your uh, other things. Because wherever you are, you can access the data. See, that was the biggest one. The, among all this, uh, I mean, uh, digital ecosystem, the cloud-based technology is the one which has really was responsible for create, uh, putting the initial seed. 
then the next thing i can really think of uh, the distributed technology is that uh, uh, the emergence of blockchain technology the blockchain technology what are that it is a first of all i mean is useful whenever people don't trust each other no they can always use the technology to the transaction also that it can be used for transferring data in a very very secure manner in a tamper proof manner also this technology what happened the biggest advantage i mean biggest contribution of the technology is the uh, is the rise of this cryptocurrency in fact the cryptocurrencies which has really shaken the entire world no because it, it has it has come out because of the uh, because of the black uh, blockchain technology so the, the the blockchain technology what has happened now now is uh, doing a lot of thing lot of uh, i mean even uh, uh, most of the governments no they are trying to introduce your uh, central bank based crypto i mean uh, digital currencies but we not to do that the blockchain technology is going to be useful so when the the government every government comes to uh, to compete with i mean to remove that uh, problem created by the cryptocurrency uh, most of the government are thinking to come out with their, with their own digital currency okay when they they are coming out digital currency you no know, the the blockchain technology is going to be a, of a immense help then the other technology could be your artificial intelligence and your machine learning so what has happened artificial intelligence that help the business to automate the processes and also that artificial intelligence has resulted in the better data analysis and has helped in the cyber i mean cyber security also that whenever the some fraud takes place this artificial intelligence can really help in the fraud detection also that artificial intelligence what has happened it has given the uh, it has got it has given the 24 hours 20, 7 by 24 hours service to all the people the business can give a continuous service irrespective of the weekends or that because of possible because of the artificial intelligence uh, and machine learning is a uh, is a same is you know twin of this artificial intelligence because of machine learning what has happened lot of if you see uh, the consumer pricing it has helped in the dynamic pricing of the various i mean businesses there is what a lot of revolution in the medical uh, diagnosis and and the best part is i mean that uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence together they help in reducing the i mean time taken for testing the models and the prototype models testing is really brought down the uh, time taken to the test the time taken between the testing of the prototype to the actual bringing it to the market see these technologies the another one is really then a lot of a uh, lot of changes in the product lot of changes in the uh, 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 i mean global business then i talk about yeah, what is what is the another one is the iot internet of things no that what happened is all small small sensors no uh, they can transmit data in the real time okay you will be see that as on today the more than 31 billion uh, iot's are uh, being used all over the world what has happened because the iot is a very very less expensive items so it can i mean uh, any any business can get the real time data and they can improve the customer interaction they can improve the customer service and really has brought a lot of revolution in the uh, global business then another one i can think of is the data analytics okay what is the data analytics because every company is generating huge number of data okay earlier analyzing data used to be a very very difficult one now what has happened because of this artificial intelligence this data can be analyzed in a very very uh, faster manner and useful insights can be i mean derived immediately and the company is able to take a i mean real time mean, take a decision in a faster and a very meaningful way so with this what has happened the, the companies are able to understand the customer needs market dynamics and they are able to 
come out with a proper solution in uh, in, in a uh, in a in a very very um, uh, very shorter time so uh, apart from all these technologies what are that another one the evolution of fintech fintech uh, companies what are the fintech companies the fintech companies nothing but financially uh, financial technical companies okay all the technologies really uh, uh, help to uh, in the emerging of, uh, in the evolving evolving of the fintech uh, fintech companies these companies has made the financial services okay the reach uh, very much, I mean, uh, uh, reach reach the common man very fast in a very very cost-effective manner. See, they are un unbundled uh, the entire financial service and small small services so that reach is um, reach is enhanced. Also, that the, every even the common individual they can uh, able to uh, utilize these services in a very very uh, cost-effective manner. And these are the four five technologies. No, really, they really impacted the global global business in a very very uh, disruptive manner. And these. Uh, the trend is continued. I expect to continue in the near future as well. That's very well said, MJ. These are and thanks for listing down, uh, you know, those top five, and they're pretty easy to remember, and uh, and in in the most logical order that what triggered it, that accessibility uh, with cloud-based technology it is so right that uh, anytime your data, even in your hard disk. In your computer, or a separate hard disk, or on a on a um, pen drive, you are always worried about saving the data and how do you store it. Now, with the cloud-based technology, one is the, the the data availability. You can access access from everybody, everywhere, or anywhere, and that could be anywhere in the world. That's a huge advantage without carrying those extra equipment with you. And second is uh, connectivity <coughs> and access and converting that data stored in, in, in clouds for, for meaningful uh, inference out of it for good business decision making. Because rest of it, what you said, AI, ML, uh, cryptocurrencies, IOTs, all of them are quite dependent on availability of data. Or as you rightly said in IoT, those sensors, they have to transmit the data somewhere to process it, right? And the cloud-based technology in a way provide, uh, which probably lacks most of the times in any of the growth uh, technologies is a common platform. You know, everybody knows how to communicate and how to take data to, to cloud and store there. And, uh, I just wanted to make one, one particular comment here from your book, <coughs> which I found is very important, <coughs> is uh, you gave an example of uh, a fast emerging economy in the world, India, and uh, what is the impact of digital economy on the uh, largest democracy by number of people in the world, by size is United States of America, by number of people, one of the oldest with the, I think the, the if you look at it as a percentage of GDP, right now, India stands close to $3 trillion GDP and, and they're aspiring to add one third of that, which is equal to $1 trillion in five years through digital economy. Now that's, an amazing reflection of how the disruptive technology 
can help in growing a developing nation and an accelerated development. It is, it, it reminds of uh, uh, what happened three decades ago. <clears throat> and Dr. Sridharan, you will remember <clears throat> the West was far ahead in the telecommunication technologies. So per capita number of telephones was, uh, was the highest probably in the West and that was the easiest mode of communication. Whereas the developing world did not have that kind of access per capita. But once the cell phone technology came in, <coughs> once that got established, the developing world took a quantum leap there and they went way ahead of rest of the world. Even uh, linking that to the FinTech, even in developing Africa, they are using some of those countries, some, some of those who can be even uh, classified in, in a poor country is trying to come out of it. They are also leveraging and using those mobile banking, using telephones for money transfer, and then they cannot go to banks. And that, that kind of uh, financial transactions on those mobile devices have been made possible, one, with the technology, and second is the digital economy. If the conventional banking would have remained and digital uh, technologies would have disrupted the industry, but there was no uh, digital tr transformation of the FinTech, or the finance industry, there, there would have been a, a difficulty for a lot of developing world or some of the poor countries to come out with easy access or rather I would say ease of access using electronic devices in a safe manner. Now, I definitely understand there are uh, some issues with data security when you go through that, but I think uh, the industry, especially the digital economy is constantly finding ways to address that. And uh, we are coming to our end of um, segment two, but uh, you hit on some very important points uh, or the top five, which are going to be the, the, which are actually the disruptive trends in global business through technology. It reminds me uh, uh, in June of 2016, uh, I was having same discussion like you with Dr. Mark Batonish, which is one of the, the finest and, and the best finest professor and that time he was uh, teaching at Harvard Business School as well as uh, Said Business School in, in, in Oxford. And he's uh, very active at various institutions. He made a statement um, that it is difficult for banks to become technological institutions and to adapt the technology. First is, can they become technological? Second is adapt, which is more important to adapt technology into banks. But the disruption would come from IT side because uh, technology companies can manage money and they can become a bank. And if I look back and connect with your book, how you've highlighted, there's a clear relationship 
over a period of last seven years, we have seen it, how technology companies have become bank, how the new PayPal's or the PTM's or Apple Pay and how many methodologies have come in. And, and they are far ahead of the conventional banking. So uh, thank you so much, Dr. Sridharan. We will take a short break here and uh, we will continue our discussion in the third segment. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have with me Dr. Sridharan today, and uh, we are talking about his new book, very exciting book and very timely book, Disruptive Technologies, Emerging Trends in Global Business. And we all know how impactful these dis disruptive technologies are for us. So Dr. Sridharan, we are now in our third segment. Uh, uh, in first segment, you gave a list of a lot of very smart and nice topics you covered in your book. And then we went to probably the top five in, in, in the second segment. And uh, may I request you now to, to talk about 3D printing. That This has been in discussion for quite a while, how big an impact it's going to create on the industry. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's a there's an interesting question. Before that, no, I want to talk about one more interesting development here. It's called a low-code, low-code technology. Of course, we'll cover 3D printing also. Because I, don't, I want to I mean, highlight this importance of the particular technology. We see that most of the software companies know the main business comes from software development. But development of software, they require highly skilled, trained people, highly qualified people. And also, they become quite expensive. What are that, what are that uh, disruptive technology here? Now, there is a new thing that is emerging as a low-code, no-code technology. What is that? Low-code, no-code. That means what? I mean, the software can be, uh, there are already, already, already ready-made uh, uh, patterns are there. So anybody has to simply drag and uh, drag and fix it, that's all. That means what? Um, not, not highly qualified, not highly experienced people are software developers are required. Even the ordinary man with the ordinary skills, with a little bit of uh, intelligence will be able to design software in the coming future. That means what? It's going to be a major, a major uh, 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 disruption for the entire software industries because these software industries so far depending on highly skilled people. Moment the technology is slowly emerging now is only a matter of time before the technology is going to become a, 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 a assume the large scale. Moment that come into picture 
all the software the software people have software skills will be no longer in demand and anybody with a low i mean reasonable sufficient intelligence levels also will be able to fulfill the, the job of a job of a what job of a, uh, a high, highly skilled software developer so if it happens what is going to happen there is going to really impact lot of countries especially india where most of the companies now outsource software development from india sri lanka indonesia from these countries uh, these people the software development in these countries might really take a hit okay there is there is what uh, uh, that, that is there is the nature of this uh, low code no code technology that can have it that can really bring in a great disruption in the entire software industry now coming back to 3d technology the three technologies what happened now even that uh, we see that is recent development is that airbus is going to go in a big way using technology also that ge because what is happening what is this 3d technology nothing but it's called as a layering technology that is what it is a it creates a 3d dimensional object by layer by layer okay earlier all of the conventional manufacturing processes they use a reducing technology that means what you start with a big piece keep on reducing reducing and bring to the shape whereas this is a additive technology with that the, the any complicated design can be created okay it, i mean i mean and it can be tailor made any customization easily possible through the 3d printing uh, and another advantage is what uh, any uh, you see the number of components no because it is a integrated component it, it can replace the assembly of the entire component instead of the assembly of so total thing one can that one one simple piece can replace the entire entire component that is what this is an advantage instead of having so many components uh, uh, only one component is a 3d printed the three dimensional touch no that can replace the requirements of so many components there is going to be another revolutionary technology that is going to really come in a big way the ge uh, ge uh, ge company ge uh, ge electricals they started using that for uh, producing the airplane interiors even that airbus has started using the technology for creating the interiors of the aircraft okay this bring in it will be a lot of lot of cost reduction and the inventory management there is less number of components that reduce the number of inventories for the company also that any complicated design can be easily created any prototypes can be easily created and what are the biggest advantage the technology is i mean uh, it can I, i mean you can take it to any place no you can take it to any any place because not that much of uh, installations required with a little limited space the technology can be transported from one place to another place that if, if you do that that will that will really bring in a lot of revolution in the manufacturing area so that's very important because as you rightly said if you use a conventional method of reducing you create a lot of waste if it's a metal there will be scrap and there are a lot of other things and and you are wasting a lot of energy into reducing from one form to another to give that shape whereas in 3d printing you will uh, build layer by layer exactly to the shape or size which you're looking for so um, i i would see uh, would you say some of the best advantages of 3d printing would be the strength of materials which you're, you're using the the stress points would be less because you may not be you may be reducing the number of wells or rivets or connecting things to create a component because you're build to a certain shape or size what you need to do right and uh, that could be an added benefit but as as the technology matures hopefully because it looks like right now because of the technology involved 
the the cost of doing 3D printing uh, is uh, not at par with the reducing technology because those are established processes, but it is steadily coming down. So that's a good news because when you are doing layering, you're doing additive manufacturing, the raw material required is different and it's a different kind of processing needed, right? So you see Dr. Sridharan that over a period of time, the, the cost competitiveness of 3D printing will also come into play. That's right, yeah. that's, you're right, yeah. that's right. Yeah, because that's, that becomes an important part in, in, in the whole manufacturing process. Well, that's a, that's a very important part. I think it looks like with the support of uh, um, AI machine learning and uh, using IoT various sensors, then 3D printing could become, a, 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 I would say, a path of choice for if, if not creating the whole uh, machine tool or equipment or whatever you call it, but the critical pieces can be easily created. It looks like uh, the shop floor of future with 3D printing would be uh, somebody sitting in a room and programming and the, and the factory or the shop floor running autonomous. You may not see anybody. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That is a possibility. Yes. Yeah. So instead of being a labor intensive one. Another piece you talk about in your book about decentralized autonomous organization. What are those? See, what has happened though, the blockchain technology, because see, there may be people who come across over the internet, but totally are your strangers to you. And if you want to do a business together, how to do it? You no, know, there should be, I mean, uh, because in a conventional organization, the, the CEO takes all the decisions. Okay. Mm -hmm. You may not, you may not have the concurrence of the other people and whatever he says, no, I, I mean, whether acceptable or not acceptable, still that will, uh, that will uh, be the rule of the day. Whereas, the decentralized organization, people may be from different areas. They may not know each other. They may not have a trust in each other. They still, uh, so suppose we want to, how, how, we, how we can really come together to form a, some sort of a company is possible through the decentralized autonomous organization. That means what? Again, is a, the blockchain, blockchain technology is involved here. There is a smart contract, okay? All the people enter into smart contract and they decide what, what should be the agenda for the company, how to go about, they decide every, every everything decided and accept everybody is accepted no only everybody is accepted no that thing will be done for example if you are if you want to, to take part in a, some charity what you can do whatever purpose you are going to i mean start the charity no you can have a discussion among yourself have an agreement among yourself then you can have that every contract no the smart contract in place okay that defines the rules and regulations uh, the working um, working principles of the entire organization that will be binding on everybody. Okay, then you start doing the particular business. So with the, with the decentralized or, uh, autonomous organizations, I mean, it's always better when you don't trust each other, when you don't know each other very well. No, this is one of the ways you can do business. That way, doing it. I, I mean, people from different countries can come together and work together on the basis of a smart contract on the basis of the pre-established some terms and conditions, which will be binding on everybody. Nobody will be able to change the alter this particular uh, um, constitution. So when they do that, that will be a decentralized organization because uh, uh, we can uh, we can agree uh, we can agree on something. Whatever agreement is there, you can take up only those projects. That is that is the one slowly they're emerging. This is possible because of the uh, your blockchain technology. 
oh that's that's perfect so so that that basically means that a uh, the, the sequential way of working is not needed now a lot of people are working on different things without waiting for somebody else to finish their task and and suddenly your task gets done and and this is how you divide the work right <laughs> that multiple pieces can work and that can build super efficiency in the system that's perfect now uh, we we talked a lot about all the disruptive technologies in individual pieces, I think one of the themes I see in your book, which is making it happen is the digital ecosystem. So that seems to be the, the most important part of it. And uh, the rest of these pieces, they thrive on having that kind of ecosystem, which can help them. What we're going to do, Dr. Sridharan, is uh, we are now uh, um, almost at the end of our third segment. We will continue our discussion in the fourth segment. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, and we are having... Uh, very interesting and intriguing discussions with uh, Dr. Sridharan on his second book, uh, The Disruptive Technologies, Emerging Trends in the Global Business. Dr. Sridharan, we are now on our fourth and the last segment. And uh, thanks for sharing some very interesting insights about the disruptive technologies. Now, with with every new technology, which we are seeing right now, multiple of them disruptive coming in, there is always a flip side also. And uh, in this case, it looks like that everything is uh, on the information technology side, on the digital side, which, which uses, let's say, cloud-based technologies, cryptocurrencies, artificial intelligence, machine learning, a very heavy use of computers, sensors, data, storage, communication, back and forth, uh, interaction, all of this. <clears throat> then does the security of all of it, the data which you have created and you're stored, how do you make sure it's safe and you get it when you need it 
and it is not corrupted. It is in the same format as you had put there or the way you had put there to be used at a later date. What do you think about that? That's the whole security for that. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a very interesting question, Mahesh. What is happening now, as the digital economy progresses, and every company is creating more and more data, okay? As the data increases, what happens, the, the quality of data increases, and the protection of the data has become very, 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 very important. In fact, the data protection, data security has become a nightmare to all the companies, okay? Uh, uh, it's the biggest challenge to any company. If you see that practically, I, mean, I, I was reading a latest report, Practically every IT company in the every business know they have been. I mean, uh, they, they have they have under cyber attack in somewhere or other. There's a lot of if you see the main the one of the most common uh, cyber attack is the ransom. The, the I mean ransom attack. Okay, ransomware. Okay, ransom attack. So what happened? The, the, the anybody can have. Uh, I mean, hack your particular data, and they can breach your cyber security, and they can demand a lot of money for releasing the data. This has been happened. It practically says almost practically every company, small, bigger, bigger, even the government agencies are also have to face this particular challenge. So this is the biggest biggest problem that is really facing uh, presently. And also that there is one more thing called as a dark web. Okay, the dark web. If you see the internet, basically it's got a three three faces: the outer one, and the deep one, and the dark side. The outer one, the deep one, are basically that use outer one generally used by all that uh, uh, general business. And the deep, uh, deep, uh, I mean, the internet part is used by all government agencies, the data security. And there's one more part called as a dark web. Okay. The dark web is the one which is used for all the illicit transaction, the drug trafficking, all that, uh, doing all that, uh, I mean, uh, illegal activities. So the, the data security, we see that because a lot of companies, a lot, a lot of money, some companies, some company, very, very few companies accept they have been under attack, but it has been said that practically. Every company has, has faced a particular threat. It can be a ransomware, it can be a phishing, or there can be an insider attack. So the data security is becoming a very, very, assuming a very, very significant uh, role because more and more data in the digital form. So the, the see, the companies are also stepping up their efforts to uh, data protection, but the cyber criminals are also becoming more and more, um, uh, more and more advanced. So this is going to become a biggest threat. Okay, the data security is going to be a biggest threat. And any company, for any company, protecting data will become a one of the key um, uh, key interest areas that really that that really going to create a lot of uh, tensions, a lot of uh, problems for the company. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's very well said. So basically, as the digital economy is uh, making easy for global business to happen, connecting across to, uh, the, the nation, national boundaries and uh, it is helping the society. But at the same time, it is very important that the data and the information gets protected. So cybersecurity looks like has a very important role in, in whole of these uh, scenario where all the disruptive technologies as they would come and comes uncertainty with it. When if a technology is disruptive, then you don't know fully about it because it has just come in. It's an innovative technology. So it does become <clears throat> prone to such kind of attacks. So the cybersecurity should work 
along with the disruptive technologies when they are being developed. And I know a lot of companies uh, focus on that to make it secure for user to use. And, and all of us, even in daily life, we see how a spam folder gets full or those unwanted messages uh, who find your addresses and they, they reach you out. Similarly, they can you reach your database and your critical digital assets. So I think for not only for businesses, for individuals, it probably it's very important to be aware of the cybersecurity and make sure uh, the way we are using the new technologies we are using in a safe way and we are dealing with the safe platforms. So very interesting uh, discussions, uh, Dr. Sridharan. We are coming almost to the end of our fourth segment and uh, end of the program. We still have a few minutes to wrap up. Uh, I would like you to go first and, and give your take on the summary of what we discussed today. How do you see uh, these technologies play out in future for, for human beings and for businesses? Yeah, what has happened? See, it's got a two faces. No, it's like a coin, two faces. So I'll talk about how we're going to really impact uh, the favorable impacts of this. Uh, I mean, digital technology will be now the government. I mean, government government can use all the technology for. I mean, they can go more and more towards uh, uh, e-governance, which can bring in a lot of transparencies. They can, can they can the public can get a quick service, and uh, also there will be increased accountability. That means what the distributed technology can be used in a very very meaningful way by all the governments, uh, they can move towards e-governance, it will give a lot of transparency. Also that, uh, the, uh, because of the e-governance, what can happen, the government schemes, schemes and government incentives can really go to the beneficiary directly without much of a pilferage. That could be another advantage, okay? Another, so, uh, see the vast countries like India, vast countries like Africa, the, the digital technology can really help education uh, to spread to the all each and every corner of the country, okay? Now, because of digitalization, what can happen? People in the remote area also can, can have a access to proper education. That could be another, another advantage of this digital technology. Lastly, even the medical sciences. The, I mean, the big, big countries, wide countries, I mean, large countries, even the remote areas also, through these digital technologies, even the people living in the remote areas, inaccessible areas also can be, can be can, can, the medical services can be extended. It's all the the positive aspects which are going to really help the nation. But it's got other negative aspects also. What is that I was talk, talking about digital uh, security? The next war will not for will not be a physical war. The war is the, the, the presently war there is a war between US and I mean uh, uh, Ukraine and Russia. So it's all, it's, it's, it's all fought using missiles, using gun and all that. But next next war will not be a physical war, it will be a cyber war. What is a cyber war? Suppose the China wants to attack India, there will not be any physical war at all. The China, what can what can happen? What can what can they do? They can indulge in cyber cyber attack. They can what they can actually they can attack all over uh, telecommunication network. They can attack our dams. They can uh, attack our nuclear plants. All that you no know, through the through the because everything is digital digitalization. So it becomes cyber attack. More and more countries can become you I mean prone to this cyber attack. So data security will become a ever growing this thing, and the country has to really pay a lot of lot of a lot of a lot of effort in securing ensuring that data security. So what is going to happen now? 
as the technology is going to improve, uh, more and more skilled paper, uh, skilled people will be in need. Okay, uh, 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 I mean all that unskilled and semi-skilled people will have a problem. So it will be only skilled people. There will be great demand, great demand, and uh, uh, I mean it can really upset that entire uh, 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 entire what the job opportunity for the for the population in a particular country. Okay, and. What is, the, what is going to happen? Most of the company, many of the country, countries are thinking of to go for a central bank digital currency. Okay, because the China is already, already in the advanced stage. India also, the, the, our, our finance minister also has, uh, has promised that our India will have also have its own digital currency. When the digital currency coming to really picture what is going to happen, that can really impact the big business of cryptocurrencies. A lot of investors can really lose money when the digital current currency comes to picture. And I mean, uh, already people are investment in the cryptocurrencies. They'll face a lot of problem. Uh, I mean, they'll, they'll have to be prepared for this particular eventuality. And lastly, I told you uh, the advent of IOTs, uh, Internet of Things. What is happening as of now? There are more than 31 billion IOTs are being used all over the world. The usage is going to increase, and every I, I mean, the surrounding everywhere, wherever you go, no, the entire surrounding will be interested. A lot of these IOTs. That means people may lose. Uh, people may lose their personal, uh, what about personal life? They'll be. You have a feeling as if you are under 24-hour surveillance. These are all the negative aspects of this. The uh, all these technological disruptions. Well, very well said. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Sridharan. Very interesting discussion, and I see the same way. And, and you know, there's a lot of positives, and you have already highlighted what we should be careful about. But uh, definitely, I see. If you look at simple things like fintech, can fintech, which they probably can, but the question is, can fintech circumvent the capital markets, which is not accessible to the poor? So, and this is to the affordable guys, can the fintech circumvent capital markets to help the bottom 50% of the world and lift the very poor? Can that be done? That could be a huge advantage <clears throat> of... Uh, uh, of this disruptive technologies. And if you look at it, how cybersecurity, you 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 talked uh, very interestingly about cybersecurity. Can it help uh, energy sector? Because cybersecurity, energy sector, you know, with, with, with what's happening in the world, it's going hand in hand. And uh, how do you see cybersecurity versus disinformation slash information manipulation? I won't call disinformation other form of word. And uh, similarly, we are all using social media and all the what is unwanted content on social media. You know, you saw that uh, Twitter took out the uh, president of the United States, Trump. But how about the authoritarian regimes in the rest of the world? Who can control them? Because how do you figure out what is the relevant information? What is the genuine information from those regimes? And the interesting part is uh, the whole world is waking up to the freedom of speech or freedom of expression on the internet also. So if, if you remember that declaration on freedom of internet is now signed by more than 50 countries and that includes uh, uh, United States also. So the future would be yes, these digital um, uh, economy, the disruptive technologies are in a defining phase for, for human being but definitely digital resilience, the cybersecurity, uh, digital literacy, and to find out what is legit, what is not, 
will play a very important role in a future of business and uh, the movement of society into uh, the next next progressive phase. So Dr. Sridharan, I thank you so much for your time and wish you all the good luck with your very interesting and timely book um, on the disruptive technologies, emerging trends in global business. Thank you, Mahesh. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a good week.